as I speak on poverty and wealth building, the scripture found in Luke 6, verse 20, will be the focus. Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the poor. Everything in this world is affected by and connected to issues of poverty. And we cannot afford to forget that everything we do and every decision we make affects what we do about poverty. There are over 200,000 residents in the city of Richmond and 52,000 live at the poverty level. I think that we can all agree that that is not God's will. Actually, poverty is sin. And it's sin because in the midst of abundant wealth, people still live in this kind of poverty. In our text, Jesus is preaching good news to the poor. He's preaching to people who, like us, are lacking and wanting and often facing poverty in one form or another. We like to think of this text as speaking about poor in spirit, but Jesus is talking to those who are facing both physical and spiritual needs, those who are poor, hungry, homeless, in need. And Jesus offers this word of hope. Blessed are those who are poor. Yours is the kingdom of God. Jesus lived among the sick, the disenfranchised, the handicapped, the least, the left out, the people that others overlooked and neglected. But Jesus reminds them and us, while this world may set things in order against the poor and may seek to increase and maintain poverty, this is not God's will. God's will is that we rise above the statistics of poverty. God's will is that we not live a life of struggle and anxiety over basic needs. God's will is that we be blessed and live in the kingdom of God right here on earth. The kingdom of God's reign and God's purpose for people who are blessed and highly favored and who dare to walk in their blessed state each and every day. Nelson Mandela declared that like slavery and apartheid, poverty is not natural. It is man-made and it can be overcome and eradicated by the actions of human beings. And if that's going to happen, the first step is complete awareness when it comes to poverty. This world has taught us to identify the poor in ways that are stereotypical and prejudiced. For many, poor people are homeless. They wear ragged clothes. They beg on the streets. They eat out of garbage cans. We forget that there are the working poor, the poor who are one paycheck away from poverty, one broken down car away from poverty, one extended illness away from poverty, one lost job away from poverty. Poverty is a problem for all of us. As long as people go to bed hungry and wake up hungry and choose between buying medicine or food, as long as the bills are too many and the money too short, as long as we don't have the transportation to get to the job, and when we do get there, it costs us more to get there than we make when we get there. Poverty is a problem, and it's all around us, every day, all day. 
We see people in need, people struggling to meet their needs and challenged to keep their heads above water. And they are people we know. They are us, the working poor, the driving poor, the living from paycheck to paycheck poor, the never enough to get ahead poor. Jesus is calling us to complete awareness. Jesus is calling us to be aware uh, of, of what is going on all around us because poverty affects all of us. And Jesus declares, blessed are the poor for the kingdom of God belongs to us. If we're truly going to eradicate and overcome poverty, we must also have true advocacy. The Bible tells believers to be concerned for the poor, to help the poor, to give to the poor, to make sure that the poor are taken care of. But we need people to be true advocates for the poor. In Matthew 26, 11, after the game playing disciples protest the woman's use of oil to anoint Jesus, declaring that the oil could have been used and sold to feed the poor, Jesus sort of chuckles and smiles at their game playing and declares, you will always have the poor with you. And Jesus said this because he knew the poor give us something to do to make us feel good. <laughs> Robert Lupton in his book, Toxic Charity, talks about how we often hurt those we help because we are never true advocates who plead the real concerns of the poor. We don't plead those concerns because we don't really understand why people are poor or how they became poor. We don't understand the culture of the poor. True advocates help people move from poverty to self-sufficiency. We like to talk about speaking truth to the powerful, but we have to also speak truth to the powerless. People says to the poor, Jesus says to the poor, you're blessed. No, not your present state, that's not blessed. But even without money, you're blessed. No matter how you got here, you're blessed. No matter what brought you to this present state, poverty is not your future. God did not create any of us to live in poverty. We were created to be blessed, created to have all our needs met, created to have and not lack. Poverty is not God's will for any of God's children. And so when we see it, we have to speak the power of enough into the lives of people. Enough, God says. God promises all of us enough. And then finally, eradicating poverty requires timely action. Action that will last over time and is appropriate for the times. Transformative action that changes lives for the long haul. We have to deal with all of the moving parts of poverty. Public housing where we con concentrate poverty in pockets of the city. A transportation system that keeps more than 50% of the good paying jobs out of the reach of the working poor. Schools that are still not able to meet the educational, social and psychological needs of children living in poverty. Poverty is not normal. Gandhi said, poverty is the worst form of violence. And on a daily basis, it leaves people suffering from post-traumatic stress. And we have to understand that what we see is the result of that stress, the violence, the overspending, the fascination with material things. This is the result of the traumatic stress. Timely action is forsaking the toxic charity 
that keeps people dependent and oppressed instead of moving them to become independent and self-sufficient. It's addressing the food deserts that exist in the inner cities that require more than community gardens and more than grocery stores. It's providing options and motivating people to move from being consumers to becoming producers. Timely action is social enterprise where the community learns to feed itself and where the poor build wealth that is not controlled by others. Poor people don't need handouts and they certainly don't need those who want to play savior. They need to know they can and they need to know that there is some help and that God is on their side. Jesus says, blessed are the poor for yours is the kingdom of God. The poor are blessed of God and called to live in a state of blessedness in the midst of chaos and lack. The kingdom belongs to all of us and we have to occupy it. We have to fill it. We have to fulfill it. We have to engulf it. We have to infil infiltrate it. This world is filled with gifted, talented, blessed, intelligent, passionate, and spirit-filled people. And we can crush poverty under our feet in this space that God has given to us. But this is the kingdom of God. It belongs to all of us. So let us occupy it. Let us fill this space with the spirit of God that empowers us and causes us to love one another. God's spirit that calls for justice and equality and plenty to reign. Blessed are those who are poor, for ours is the kingdom of God.